Oh, you know what? Shane, I got it. Uh. It's Elmer Fudd. That's what he what? sounds like. <laughs> it's wabbit season? It's wabbit, wabbit season. Wabbit. Greetings and salutations to all of you lovely listeners out there who have tuned in for another installment of the Grandpa Simpson podcast. <laughs> what? Slow <laughs> down! The factory settings are always too high. Michael, you sound like shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could tell. He partied but too you hard. Feel great. You feel Apparently. good, though. Oh, no, I feel fine. It's just the allergies. <laughs> I hope that listeners are ready for an hour of comedy that is God. just from your voice. Not from what you're saying, but just uh, your voice. I've never wanted to have one of the suction cup little nasal bulbs <laughs> I described previously oh, so much oh, as this moment. It. I would love Apparently, it. they're handing those out at sprouts like for free like there was like a vendor trying to get in there so they like free samples of those little like nose cleaners and they were trying to get becky to take one and she did and i guess they're like you know you don't even need to use it for nose you can just if you want to you can just use it as a water bottle like a hamster feeder little <laughs> did they know that there was uh, someone at home who was willing to use it for urethral sounding oh the heart Ooh, wants with the heart I was going to say it's Indeed. a good thing to have if you have dogs with flat faces but you know for sure Oh, I, hey. I feel like I'm breathing like one right now. <laughs> Something important, I think. Um, where are we on the, the chart today? I was about a four, maybe five-ish. Maybe a four, four, five. Six. Uh, I, Six. Uh, I wasn't paying attention because I, I decided not to continue the bit. So. He's yeah, shitting that's, out that's of the seven. front of his face right now. So I think yeah, fine. it's definitely a seven coming out of my mouth and my nose, if you know what I mean. You're puking. As in, I'm, I, everything I say is... is Diarrhea. I spew diarrhea out my mouth. That's that's kind of. Oh my god. Oh, we watched that movie on uh, Sunday night. The fuck. (laughs) Well, speaking of diarrhea out of faces, uh, Heil shit slingers, and welcome (laughs) to another stirring installment of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. (laughs) It's uh, I'm the evil twin brother, Michael. No, you should be Pykel. Yeah, uh, Pykel. Well, Pykel doesn't roll off the tongue as easily when your nose <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> and here I thought, like, the fact that f- folks would start calling us fecal filiacs after last week's episode was going to be the worst thing I'd have to deal with today. Little did I know oh. sloppy, drunk Michael is going to be presenting this I'm evening. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm not. So on the boat, I only had like 15 drinks, (laughs) and then I ordered somebody's like mother-in-law to give me a lap dance, and then I fucked a seal. I mean, those seals were pretty tasty looking after the 10th beer. Oh, hey, we do. uh, We have that follow up, by the way. From congratulations uh, on your uh, impending nuptials, Michael. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm sorry, John. Please continue. God damn it. Um, Ouch. So we had a follow-up from Kristen about last week's episode. Indeed. Um, and that it's in regards to the, the code brown, I think, as I put it. But mm-hmm. she says it's actually called a commode code. And yes. And that's when the... people literally go into cardiac arrest when pooping. Um, code brown is just for when you need to go clean up some poo. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as my Saturday night. <laughs> Shane. <Ooh-wee. laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's that time. <laughs> Stop ringing the bell, Grandma. <laughs> and he walks hunchbacked. He's like, yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my cats have stopped ringing the bell. They just shit when they want. <laughs> and where they want. Seen the finger Indeed. they brought home and they suck. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of all things shitty, no, we are not going to have a part two that- or a number two for last yeah. week. So, yeah, what we typically do on this show is we delve into a random esoteric topic and we attempt to sniffle our way through it. And whilst doing so, we will leaven in the occasional lie laced with a bit of booger. Uh, and then it is incumbent upon the co-hosts to both tolerate and call out these lies when we hear them, if we are capable, which is open to interpretation. But, of course, if we miss them... Uh, at the end of the show, we have a little denouement where we explain the things that were lied about in the course of talking about the topic. So, you will not leave misinformed. Exactly. Because we're not the misinformed podcast, we're the disinformed podcast. thank you. I had no idea until you said it. That's the sound of your head exploding from that revelation. Anyway, 
the third <laughs> section you are made of revelation. is uh, is known as when the, is your head going to explode? That's the real question. Do you uh, have a meter it, somewhere that we can track? It feels like it's close. We're on scanners part two right now. Ooh, so he's gonna pop. <laughs> Michael is actually going to be treating us to a night full of chuckles, purely uh, by the sound of his voice. Oh, this is I haven't heard great. a nasal castrati like this since I was listening to, like, you know, a 16th century choir. That's, uh, that actually isn't too far away from what we're talking about tonight. Delightful. Yes. Also kind of brandoy. Welcome to the, uh, the day of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the snail crawl along the edge of a straight razor, and then I bought 15 beers and fucked it. But they don't come to my cruise ship with respect. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the one film apparently starring Marlon Brando that John has seen. It's the only one. That actually, uh, hey, no. I, did no, you see yeah, the original I, Superman? I get no. I uh, yes, I have. It's been a while. I I confuse okay. uh, Brando and Karloff because there's a an, like a really old horror movie I think from the 30s that has Karloff in it. Yeah, they're dramatically different people. They are different uh, people. I know. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. Michael. Okay. All right. So uh, I was good. I thought honestly because this is Halloween, I would do well, Halloween. It's about the Halloween. Honestly, I've referred to it as such. My birthday is at Halloween. It's funny. Uh, so I figured we should do something a little spooky. Uh, one thing that always uh, that always comes to mind is like <laughs> you're not gonna get through this, are you? I'm, no, no, I'm gonna try. Well, I asked. Hey, I sound like shit. Do you guys want to do someone else? And y'all okay. like, no, nah, I'd rather listen to you suffer. So you're you're gonna edit this, and if you have that many sniffles, you got at least gate out a couple sniffles. Oh, I'm going 100. I need it to be 43 percent sniffles. For- <laughs> Well, okay. I'll, no, I'll, I'll... I want a super cut of the sniffles, please. <laughs> I'll just cut out all this. Actually, that wouldn't be that hard. I could just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, yeah. I My could name just, is uh... not Snuffles anymore. It's, it's... Snowball, Courtney. <laughs> Where are my testicles, Courtney? Uh... Sorry, I'll stop cutting you off. No, you're fine. No, even the bartenders cut him off. It's uh, something <sighs> he's true. used to. My well, goodness. he doesn't remember it happening, but it happens. No, I actually wasn't cut off by the bartender. Uh, my fiance told me that uh, it was too cold outside and that we were going back into the hotel room. So She essentially called you a fuck ass and dragged you back into bed. Uh, I mean, it was it, it was necessary, and I did I couldn't blame her for it. So Necessary, huh? Necessary. Hmm. We're coining new words even outside of the normal Michael Ouvre this evening, so I'm going to take notes. So you just continue. I'll, I'll let me dictate. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my! Oh my! But whatever. So my bird did. One thing I one thing that always unnerves me is what is what something is just slightly off, or it's it's something that's unknown. Like I like uh, Lovecraft like existential horror a lot because it's something that isn't known or it might be something that's like slightly off upon first viewing or something like that. So that was my first thought when I started seeing illustrations for this manuscript. Oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Voynich. I think I got it. The Voynich manuscript. When I first seen, uh, it's, it's a, dis- uh, in disguise. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I have a question while you're composing yourself. If you can't handle things being a little bit off, like, how are you friends with John? That's a lot of alcohol. I no, mean, the question is whether, whether John and I have the exact same uh, modus operandi here. We will find but out. We're going to find out in about. Oh, no. No, I thought we were going to find out right now. Damn it. Uh, oh. <laughs> Actually, okay. that's the All number right. of lies we have. Uh, and six it or is. Three or we nine. got six. Uh, <laughs> if it was sixty-nine, that would be great. Nice. So uh, we're, we're going to be ranking the sniffles on a scale of one to ten for oh the entirety of this episode. <laughs> oh, so, that's your bit. Yeah, that's my bit. I'm going nice. to start ranking them and see, you know, just how oh how you are on a sliding scale performance-wise. All right. So you're being judged. Okay, I will. I will try my best. Uh, okay. How many lies do we have, Michael? Six. six. Actual six? Actually six, yes. Uh, bullshit. No, there are actually six. The one right, day I right. might do that just as a shit, or just as a, just to make, whatever. <laughs> anyway, 
whatever i i love seeing something that doesn't make sense as in like it obviously. is obviously oh my god <laughs> all right fuck the introduction so the voyage manuscript <laughs> is an indecipherable text chock full of illustrations from plants and herbs that are unidentifiable to disfigured women with descended bellies moving in bright green liquid connected by pipes, uh, to astronomical diagrams that are not represented by any constellation in the night sky. You just Mm. proved John correct. It's got to have pictures in it or you can't pay attention. It's the pictures that are what really unnerved me because they look... mispronounce the picture. that's true well i can misdraw a picture because i can't draw to save my life i could draw less than i could talk which is saying something i can't even draw a stick figure when michael's kidnapped be sure to relay it to his captors that he has to draw himself something for his liberation yes so essentially the idea behind the manuscript is that it's indecipherable so it's written in a script or a language that we can't understand it's e- it's either uh, some cipher that has yet to be broken, or it's a completely new language created by whoever wrote the book. Okay. Can I call bullshit on that? Because it's so close to your normal episodic content that I just, I can't get over the similarity. No, it's it's true. It's okay. indecipherable, right. and the illustrations that, are, that accompany this manuscript or text are so bizarre they they follow they follow a lot of the similar writings of the era which i is about the 15th century the early 15th century so mm-hmm. about the 1400s uh where it's supposed to be like a a uh, text that outlines pictures of like plants or uh pharmacol uh, uh like alch- alchemical depictions of things but they're slightly off or there's things that you can't identify like okay. all the plants that are in this manuscript are haven't been identified people don't know what these plants are supposed to be no one has been able to crack the code yet uh though there have been a lot of attempts uh and one source that i got was from national geographic saying that two canadian uh cryptographers had broken the code but uh they hadn't showed it yet so you know it's a pixar didn't happen has uh, has dan brown taken a shot at it yet sounds right up his alley it might. He might have. But yeah, if he has, he hasn't said it. Or maybe, maybe that's actually how we got Angels of Demons and the Da Vinci Code. Maybe he maybe. deciphered it and then just passed it off as his own. Who knows? Honestly, though, I think it was probably just crushing virginity that got him to write those books. <laughs> mm, tasty. With that Sigma male mindset, anything's mm-hmm. possible. Yep. So based off of the illustrations historians or people that are familiar with the book divided it into six sections. Uh, the first is the herbal, which obviously pick, uh, shows diagrams of plants, none of which have been easily identified. Uh, the second is the astronomical, uh, wherein partly nude female figures hold any number of stars, making the aforementioned unknown constellations, which I thought was an interesting thing. All the sources I found said that they were partly nude and they were just holding the stars in the in the constellations that were being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, where the term astral bodies came from. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I see yeah. that. It's yeah. also bullshit. No, it's true. Boom, a lie within a lie. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, they, uh, the astronomical uh, constellations are being depicted by the partly dude i, uh, I, I was i, I meant I, I was i was saying bullshit oh the third section is the biological which has the disfigured women in green liquid plus some other diagrams of people bathing in green underground baths of so some sort there's a lot of pipes and everything connected this feels very fetishistic particularly for the you know 15th century yeah looking through the pictures they're very i mean a, a lot of them i my thought is because it's supposed to be something that is like a diagram where it's breaking things down and trying to depict things, that they're trying to show what they see as the human form. But I can't, I mean, like, this is me just spitballing here as an armchair, you know, like, uh, person on the subject. That would be my guess. Because I, I did find, and there is at least one or two sources in the uh, show notes that uh, actually show the illustrations or at least some of them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could at least get a better idea, or you, the listener, could get a better idea if you want of the kind of things I'm talking about. I thought we were hearkening back to the prophets from Midsummer all over again. Oh, yeah. Interesting oracles. As long as I don't have to it. jump off any cliffs. Give it five minutes. Uh, I, yeah, that's fair. I'll watch. I it do, after in that. fact, have a hammer. Ooh, what kind? Good. If I don't die, I'll need it. It's John Henry's. Thank you. Nice. The fourth is the cosmological, uh, which features zodiac sides enclosed by circular diagrams. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a large foldout page. Uh, called the Dreamlands Folio, which consists of nine eyelids with castles connected to each other by causeways. These eyelids are surrounded by clouds and depictions of people sleeping, suggesting a shared dreamscape populated by people. The fifth and sixth sections are the pharmaceutical and the recipes, re- uh, respectively, showing isolated plant parts and various objects somewhat rese- resembling apothecary equipment. Uh, with the last section listing what is thought to be a list of recipes uh, using the ingredients and equipment listed in the previous section. Uh, the only reason why they think that they are a list is because every couple of lines there is a star uh, kind of signifying almost like a new paragraph of sorts. Okay. And I would have thought that given the rhyme scheme that was established from the prior, I mean, one of these had to have been the gynecological. You'd yes. think... But this was probably written by a dude who um, probably was drawing like naked women who were desiccated and floating in green slime or housing the cosmos in their. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think gynecological seems perfectly ensconced here in my estimation. But well, what no, you were saying? That's the recipe section. <laughs> Stewed peaches, as it were. I gotcha. So, like all unknown texts and manuscripts, one of the first questions asked is, when was it written? Uh, Since it doesn't have a copyright date on the book, one way to get an idea for whenabouts it was written is to carbon date it, which was actually done by the relatively nearby University of Arizona in 2009. What year is it? Is Nixon still president? Also, bullshit. It wasn't University of Arizona. It was University of Arizona. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought that Bear was down. interesting. Exactly. Are you trying to say that there was no copywriting in the 1500s, Michael? That's bullshit. Well, it, I did say that. I just said there was no copyright on the book. Uh, so all we could do is carbon date it, which, when doing so, they found that the parchment had to have been made in the early 15th century. Like I said, between 1404 and 1438, if you really want to know. Do you know if the manuscript gave consent first? Important question. It did scream when it was poked, being made out of the skin of uh, hell scholars. Uh, That doesn't sound like consent to me at all. No, but I mean, it is a Arizona university and... uh, Consent and dating (laughs) is not uh, (laughs) normally corroborated in those two places. Okay, I gotcha. Anyway, several years later in 2014, protein testing, uh, again, without the parchment's consent, uh, was made to uh, reveal that the parchment was made out of dog skin, which is a major deviation from contemporary manuscripts, which are usually made of calf skin, as in like a baby cow, because I can't say, I can't pronounce that word today. No, you got it. I mean, okay. I, I feel like you conveyed it appropriately. Good. I'm glad. Uh, this lends credence to one major theory that it wasn't a monk who had scribed the transcript, as monks typically use calfskin as a parch as parchment paper, essentially. Uh, another such example of a manuscript being written in calfskin is the Codex Gigas, if you guys are uh, familiar with that book. I am indeed familiar with the Codex Gigas. Thank Otherwise you. known as the Devil's Bible, which mm-hmm. I did a little research on that. And I figured I if 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 I could find more interesting little tidbits about it, I might do an episode on its own as well, because it is wow. fascinating, especially the myths uh-huh. uh, surrounding it. I concur. Yes. Race you to it. Uh, no, I'll just let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did a really good episode on the Necronomicon, so uh, I, I, I can't. I was just teasing. Yeah. I listened to the Black Tapes podcast. They delve into it pretty uh, extensively in there Oh, as well. do they? Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Well, then in that case, I might not bother. I mean, it's not like us at all. That was a fictionalized depiction. Uh, oh, okay. But they do have some of it, yeah. 
I hate to do this, but my stomach has been hurting a lot in the past five minutes. Can you give me like five minutes? Go yeah. poop. Quick recess. All right. Go poop. I mean, so you, can, you can just poop yourself right now. <laughs> I mean, twice in one year seems excessive. Oof. I don't think so. Sorry, guys. John, did you just rocket something out of your <laughs> asshole? Yeah. Or, I holy sure did. Shit. Exactly. Uh, that was a six and a half, guys. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh, Live go. on air. Ugh. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but that was a <laughs> no, very, it, it, a very it, unique moment. If it needed <laughs> to be done, it needed to be done because it's it, yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> in the drowning pool uh, homage. Let the uh, potty hit the floor. The current goat skin cover of the book is not the original cover. Uh, thought to so have they, been re- we've now gone from dog to goat. No, no, no the. Pa- the pan script, I can- <laughs> parchment. Dogskin is bullshit, wasn't it? What? No. I, well, okay, yes, but I said the cover <laughs> of it. The cover. I think See, this is why himself. we. No, this is why we don't take shit breaks in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him, Dad. <laughs> the <laughs> the cover is made of goat skin. You're right. The parchment isn't made with dogskin. But they're two different things. That's like looking at a hardcover book and be like, yes, this out cover, this front cover is definitely made with the same material as the book inside. I think we can all agree that having skin is not a good idea for anybody, for anyone. Okay. Unless you're any reason uh, whatsoever. If you're Uncle Frank, I would recommend it. That's a really good reference that's lost on them. I appreciate it. I'm glad. Anyway, you're right. It is bullshit. The parchment was written in calf skin, uh, as was expected for the time. Uh, it on. was odd. The, Sorry. the articles are important here. I yeah. understand. <laughs> uh, oh, it was buddy. thought to have been written using at least 14 to 15 entire calf skids. It's about... Uh, it's several. I almost said about, and I said several hundred pages. It's it's around several hundred pages. I think it was like the or the count was around three hundred. So the person okay. who was writing this was also eating really well at the time. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All the uh, veal. So going back to the discussion of the cover, which is made of a different material. Uh, but would you say we got skin. your goat? Yes, with that. Mm-hmm. The current goatskin cover of the book is not the original cover. Like I said, uh, it was thought to have been replaced while in the possession of the Collegio Romano, or Ro- Roman College in uh, English, uh, a school established by St. Ignatius of Loyola, the same person who founded the Society of Jesus, otherwise known as the Jesuits. Damn it! I was so close. The Jesuits. <laughs> Man, I saw you. Uh, I saw you like gearing to to launch was, on that. I and, was uh, so excited, and then I just—it's like the videos that you see, like kids jumping into pools, and they just barely hit their <laughs> hit their head. So, uh, why were they the the Jesuits though? The Jesuits, Jesuits. <laughs> As you were going into it, I know the Jesuits. Yeah, the Jesuits. They were Jesuits. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, uh, he's, he he's represented nice. me for at least three different contract negotiations, and he always <laughs> gets me a good deal. Always. I need to reach out to him. Uh, You're we're actually like the way sponsored by him today. Uh, yes, Jay Shewitz. It's eight 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 six nine two eight zero eight four. Jay Uh You know, if if you want to get laid, go with Jay. So, based on insect holes on the first and last pages, it has been suggested insect. Not, I don't even know what you thought. Well, why is it insect holes? As in, like holes? They were made devouring from ins- it. Yes, yes, yes. yes, but yes. No, just, based off of the ant anuses. No. I was like, I, I've been, you know, you could just say insect damage, not that there's That's insect what the source holes. The source, well, the said. source sucks. <laughs> Uh, based off of the damage made by insects on uh, the first and last page, uh, it has been suggested that the original cover was made from wood with a tanned leather inside cover to pretty much protect the, uh, you know, the actual parchment itself from the wood outside. 
Um, I think wood was something that is a little more modern uh, with pulping and things to try to make paper and things like that. I don't know that they would have made that for a cover. That's what it was suggested. Uh, okay. It probably wasn't like, you know, wood pulp, not like an actual paper. Yeah, you but just like, mean like an actual piece of wood. Yes, yeah. That's that's what I would assume that they were saying because they didn't explain it in any more detail other than, well, based off of the damage by insects. So that I would assume that they probably just hugged off a chunk of wood and just stuck it there. So whatever bugs were still in it were still in it. Hmm. So... But the uh, it w- it also had a tanned leather inside cover. Uh, based off of the unusual discoloration of the edges of the parchment, it was thought that the leather was not cow leather, but instead leather made from human skin. This can't be validated, as examples of human uh, leather-bound books from the early 15th century are pretty hard to find. But the guess comes from how unusual the discoloration is, as it does not compare to manuscripts bound by other types of leather. Can I call bullshit on the human skin? Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, uh, you just mentioned the Necronomicon on top of this, so I feel like it's it's holding in your brain. Yeah, uh, I yeah. definitely got... I, I would be surprised if... Uh, actually, considering that this book wasn't found until 1912, I would say that Lovecraft probably had not had heard of it, or if he did, it was only tangentially. Mm. Uh, but we'll cover the history of that in, in a moment. Okay. Uh, you're right, it... It doesn't specify what type of leather it is, but you okay. could probably just guess that it is cow leather. Uh, the ink is also very unusual in that the ink is not anywhere near as faded as other... <sighs> eek! <laughs> the eek. <laughs> that there eek. Go get me an eek pen. Uh, this is the most adorable Michael episode that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Like a fucking little plush doll. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like a bowstring on your back that says "phrases" when you pull it. <laughs> Somebody's poisoned the waterhole. <laughs> There's a snake just in like my that. boot. Uh, Somebody I just give want, me an ink pad. I'm gonna keep adding text onto the back of the "cucked by God" T-shirt trademark, by the way. <laughs> uh, and I feel like "eek" needs to be the biggest font. Bring me an eek pen. <laughs> Ridded eek. <laughs> anyway, uh, the ink is nowhere near as faded as other manuscripts of the time. Chemical analysis on the ink <laughs> has shown it to be mostly commonly used for its time. I uh, want- but. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I couldn't let the bit go. I want to order, a, like, open a new tattoo parlor called Eek Inc. <laughs> that is going to be Michael's brand new business venture. Uh, kind of like Astro wanted to do Indie Sense. Indeed. Yeah. But mixed in the Eek are some extra chemicals, including potassium, iron, copper, and trace amounts of hemoglobin, suggesting human blood was mixed into the ink to better preserve the text. No, no, no. No, 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 ain't no no. human blood. (laughs) Man, you're getting too too focused here, my friend. We've all seen The Mummy. I well, wanted to make it a little bit us. more interesting, but ever since, you know, the uh, difference between dog skin inside and goat skin outside threw everyone off, I, I feel like that kind of just <laughs> dropped the whole uh, well, floor out from uh, under me on this section. You do actually <laughs> have that's something that is a little more credible in reality because the Kiss comic book did in fact have blood from each of the members in the eek that was included to depict it. So, I mean, yeah. this this has happened before. Yeah, I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard, like, human blood can be used for a lot of different things. It can be put, uh, it can be mixed with some water and put mm-hmm. into a shoe. Exactly. It can be, uh, you know, mixed with spit and used as lubricant. It most certainly can. You can uh, just drink it because you think it gives you powers. <laughs> you can yeah. actually apply it liberally to your skin because you feel that it uh, has de-aging effects. Which we'll talk about uh, on my next episode. Ooh, okay. No, You're going to really talk about, about vampire facials? Uh, well, <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite uh, of the Pornhub channels. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yes, I am. Uh, if it's, it's coming out like that, that uh, that you should go see a doctor. I don't care if you're a vampire or what. Like it, it shouldn't be blood. Hasn't fallen off yet. Why is it blood when That's I come? Cool. No, you're right. There was no blood. There was there was no blood in the cub or in the ink. Uh, Just sounds there, wrong when you say it like that. In the ink, 
Uh, it was just commonly used ink for its God time. Damn pen is blue. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, since you guys sussed all those uh, lies out, the paint used on the parchment is just typically used pigments, no pig's blood or anything bizarre. Did did, did it have the sodium and everything though? No, that was, the extra chemicals was okay, all okay. Whole like, thing. There was I I can't remember what chemicals they found that when they did a chemical analysis, but it just it, it matched commonly used uh, inks at the time. Okay. So it yeah, it was nothing special. You made me ink. <laughs> you made me ink. <laughs> While the manuscript is named after one of the later owners of the text, a Polish book dealer named Wilfred Voidich. Uh, Bless who you. purchased the book in 1912. The history of the book goes back much farther. Uh, as I mentioned, the book's creation has been dated to the early 1400s. Uh, however, the first cre- uh, mention of the book occurred in the 17th century. Uh, so there was a whole chunk of time where people just didn't know where uh, what happened to it, where it was, who wrote it, etc. Uh, the first mention w- occurred in the 17th century, like I said, by the first confirmed owner of the book, an alchemist from Prague by the name of Georg, or Georg, I think it's Georg, uh, Barsech, uh, who had, in correspondence with a Jesuit scholar named, uh, I, I, I practiced this name, but I don't think I'm going to be able to say it with my, with my nose, Anathasius Kircher. Wow. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I thought Anastasia, but Anathasius. Okay. <laughs> so Thathius. How Thathius is it? Anathathius. Kircher. Um, two questions. <laughs> two answers. One, what what did it smell like? Uh, I can't tell you, because I can't smell. Okay, well, you said it was the <laughs> the odor of the manuscript, so I was just uh. curious. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and the second question for the second answer. <laughs> Could you say Edithathieth one more time? Edithathieth. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was assassinated. Oh, buddy. Anyway, I... this Georg. <laughs> uh, or, or Jorg. Georg. George. George without the last E, mm-hmm. but Georg. Uh, <laughs> fine, George. His name Ge- is George. Georg Athathen. <laughs> Georg talked to Edithathieth. Anyway, the alchemist from Prague uh, mentioned a sphinx, his words, that had been taking up space uselessly in his library for many years. Uh, He reached out to this Kircher, this Anathasius, because he had recently translated ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. And so the alchemist thought that Kircher would be able to help him understand the recipes found at the end of the text, because a lot of the text kind of, it's not necessarily written in Latin, like Latin script, like, you know, the alphabet, the normal alphabet mm-hmm. and all that. So there are some letters or symbols that people thought might be uh, connected with ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. So it is unknown if Kircher ever responded to the alchemist, but when the alchemist died, he left the manuscript to his friend Johannes Marcus Marcy. Uh, who sent it to Kircher instead of just writing to him. He sent the whole book to Kircher with the attached letter, which I will read to you now, and it is still with the book to this day. I was going to try and read this in an accent. I will try my best. Well, not an accent, but try and read it differently. You're so. reading it in an accent right now, my friend. <sighs> uh, exactly. Reverend and distinguished sir, father, father in Christ. This book, bequeathed to me by an intimate friend, I destined for you, my very dear Anathasius, as soon as it came into my possession, for I was convinced that it could be read by no one except yourself. The former owner of this book asked your opinion by letter, copying and sending you a portion of the book which he believed you would be able to read the remainder, remainder, sorry, but he at the time refused to send the book itself. To its deciphering, he devoted unflagging toll. Uh, toil. Wow, I can't read. That that was not an eight. That was That's not an eight. eight sniffle. That was an anyway. eight sniffle. I don't care uh, what you say. To its deciphering, he devoted unflagging toil, as is apparent from attempts of his which I said you herewith, and he relinquished hope only with his life. 
but his toil was in vain, for such sphinxes as these obeyed no one but their master, Kircher. Except now this token, such as is, as it is, and long overdue, though it be, of my affection for you, and burst through its bars, if there are any, with your wanted success. Hot. Exactly. I I also just love that the only fervor was for the recipe section. Magic. Think of what I could make. (laughs) Chicken pot pie. (laughs) So, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, he mentions he mentions a couple of people. He had heard from another friend that knew of the book that it was owned by a uh, a Holy Roman Emperor, Emperor Rudolf II, uh, and that he purchased it from a from another person for the tune of 600 ducats, which equates to about four and a half pounds of gold. Uh, and he believed the author was Roger Bacon, the English man. And I'll talk about him in a moment. Okay, um, can I mention what you and Rudolph both have in common, though? Uh, well, he was a Habsburg, so he probably couldn't speak because he was inbred, and I can't speak because my nasal cavities have sh- sealed shut. Wrong. Oh. You both, in fact, have a very shiny nose. <laughs> and, uh... Get him. You know... And how. He, it would glow and all that. All right. I'm, not, I'm not allowing you to play in my reindeer games, either, just so you know. <sighs> like Monopoly... Um, <laughs> uh, he pretty much ends the, the, the letter saying, on this point, I suspend judgment, uh, because he, some people believe that the, uh, author was Roger Bacon. He does not believe so. It is your place to define for us what view we should take. They're odd to whose favor and kindness I unreservedly commit myself and remain at the command of your reverence. Johannes, Johannes, sorry. Marcus Marcy of Crodland, Prague, 19th of August, 1665 or 1666. Uh, apparently, either the last letter was smudged or they just weren't sure what year it was. Uh, did he uh, ask what year is it? What year? If he did, he would know what year it was and could adequately or accurately write down the date. You would think. Is it is it bullshit that the year was smudged? Uh no, they okay. they weren't sure if it was 1665 or 1666. Is Nixon know. still president? Uh god, I sure hope not. <laughs> he was president all the way back in the 1600s. Woo. This letter hints at earlier owners of the text including like I said the Holy Roman Emperor <laughs> Rudolf II. It it changed smells throughout the years, shade. It changed smells. It tends to yeah, get a little I, musty, I understand. Yes, I get yes. It. I feel like this episode needs like the equivalent of like the 3D glasses. It's smellovision. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> because I have been hearing odors as well the entire oh my time. God. It does take just a second every time for me to go, nope, 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 nope. It's fine. I have some odor eaters over in my closet. I'll just grab okay. it and we'll clear this right up. Oh, thank you. I, I just want to be able to smell again. Uh, so we have Rudolph II, a person of the Habsburg dynasty, the inbred one with the deformed face and the pretty much dying all the time and being, you know, uh, he had, he had no heirs technically because he never married, but there were, he had a lot of affairs with men. Uh, he also commissioned a lot of erotic art and no, that's not (laughs) bullshit. That was, I, I read his Wikipedia page and that's like, there was sections devoted to that. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that you said he was pretty much dying all the time. The Habsburg people, the the Habsburg people, they're, they're all, I just can't stop dying. (laughs) Well, I, I, condition I have, it's called dying slowly. I, I say that because he, uh, he had an illegitimate son. Allegedly, (laughs) no. He apparently slept with women too. uh, Allegedly, uh, who was named Logan's uh, brother? I don't want it. I don't know. AC (laughs) Doocy. Yes. Uh, Essentially, he had a son, an illegitimate son uh, named Julius Caesar. Yes, (laughs) that was true. No, Uh, it's not. Yes, it is. He also the the kid went crazy. He had schizophrenia (laughs) and he never bathed and he died from like an ulcer. Like well, at a young age, he was actually Julius fucking Caesar. He probably did because his face was probably caved in because he was like the Habsburgs are the equivalent of the pu- of pugs. That's that's what I always. Um, that's so they I were think. beautiful. I didn't say they were ugly. I just said they had <laughs> they had caved they had in their faces. <laughs> well, okay. Is there a dog with an enormous chin? 
Because that's essentially what the Habsburgs got. They got like Jay Leto sized chids. Who's that deformed actor, Shane? Uh, Sam. <laughs> oh, um, oh, fuck. It's going to bother me because it's you'll know it. Like the moment I say it, it's going to sound so obvious. Continue. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, it is unknown if Kircher had tried to decode the manuscript or not. And upon Kircher's death, the book sca- stayed in the Collegio Romano for about two centuries until it was removed following the capture of Rome during the unification of Italy in 1870. Essentially, uh, very quickly, uh, one Italian state pretty much fought and claimed or conquered all of Italy to try and, uh, yes, I'm now using my hands, uh, to tr- they pretty much wanted to unify Italy uh, into one state. And the Pope wasn't having that. So after a long siege, they eventually, the Pope uh, acquiesced. Uh, and that's actually why the Vatican City is where it is now, uh, because there was a part of the negotiations. They they gave Rome away, but only a small section was supposed to be used for the Pope and the, the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Originally, yeah. it was, uh, I, I think they had it ensconced in the Popinos. Is where it was. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Correctly. Actually, yeah. that's one of the that's one of the sources mm-hmm. I use for that little tidbit of information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, but- the actor Shane was Roy Dennis from Mask. <laughs> you know that was prosthetic, right? But that's what I I think of. <laughs> that wasn't prosthetic. No, that was actually Roy Dennis. No, it's a prosthetic. <laughs> it was a really good prosthetic. Um, uh, you, no. you know the guy that sells John Travolta heroin in no, Pulp is- Fiction. It's it's the that's him with it. <laughs> yeah, that's not an actor. Doing? That's the actual individual the film is based on. But in the film, <laughs> the it fuck? was uh, an actor wearing a prosthetic. It sounds like fake news to me. But <laughs> okay, you live, you live skin. I mean, he was. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Did you just self censor? I did. I caught you it like a hiccup. <laughs> is uh, oh is this God. why you feel like he got fired from Back to the Future? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't look good on the headshot. It's hard to get work in this fucking town. <laughs> Not in this economy. <laughs> so anyway, when Rome was captured, uh, the <laughs> the Italian king seized a lot of the library uh, that the that the vatican had that he pretty much were just taking books left and right and to evacuate some of these books including the one that we have uh the manuscript they were taken to private uh libraries owned by jesuit uh scholars and so it stayed like that until 1912 when one of the jesuit scholars in short of in need of cash sold the book to uh mr uh wilfred boydich uh, from there, it passed on to his widow, Ethel Voynich, who wrote the novel The Gadfly, which I don't know if anyone had heard that, but it was a, The Gadfly. <laughs> Stop with The Godfather already. <laughs> you, I can't believe you bring me a calfskin book on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> don't bring me this book with respect. It was, it was a little tidbit of information that was included in the source, and I just wanted to include it to see if anyone had heard of that book. The Gadfly? I I don't know. It was it was a book that the guy's wife wrote. So if so you hadn't thorough. heard of it, it was yeah he exactly. Is beauty, he is grace. Honestly, I half expected Shay to be like, oh yeah, I read that book. It was it was about X Y and Z. And just it would knew be everything on brand, it. wouldn't it? it no, would. I'm I'm still back here spending time with Eric Stoltz. So I'm sorry. Nice. Well, uh, it passed to a couple of other people like friends and family until when did eventually... this turn into the Bible, Michael? <laughs> That's why I'm skipping it. There were t- there were two. There were two main areas I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the original person that found it. And then begets and begots. And then it finally... I know this part. Can we get to Revelations already? I want to talk about the dragon. (laughs) It ended in Yale University in 1969. And that's where it remains to this day. (laughs) Honestly, you skipped half a sentence. Thank God. That's all I was going to say. I would have skipped a a paragraph if I could have. You can't fly. Fuck. Speaking of Yale, have uh, have you read Ninth House yet, Shane? Uh, I I got three paragraphs in and said nope. Nice. Yep. That's fair. I I I. It's it's not for a lack of enjoying the book. I I want to read the Dune saga again, so I 
I can't read gotcha. something when I want to read something else. My you're brain consumed. just keeps going back yeah. to the other things. So you, yeah. you're reading, but you're thinking of something else. I'm wishing I was in somebody else's woman. bed. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Ooh, we add how uh, at Yale University. Yep, and that's where it resides to this day. So nice. that's pretty Love much to the, be a gadfly yeah. on the wall when they received it there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now that we answered what it was written, how it was written, and who owned it, I wish I could give an easy answer to the question, who wrote this and why? Uh, but there is not an easy answer. Okay. Uh, some people, uh, like uh, I mentioned, thought that it was the famed 13th century polymath Roger Bacon, uh, who the only way you would have known his name is if you had, think all the way back to, like I think, 6th or 7th grade, uh, centuries ago, in Shade's case, uh, actually, you probably met the guy. No, it was two weeks uh, <laughs> ago for me, but well, it's oh, been anyway. two weeks since you looked at me. <laughs> anyway, and it's been uh, uh, one week since you laughed at me. Seeing, get back I, together, come back and see me. And I've heard of Bacon before. He invented the BLT. Yeah, uh, you. That is you interrupted. Fact. I was gonna say I had rugbirds on both my knees, but whatever. <laughs> well, I know that you were really drunk on that cruise, so I'm not shocked. Wow. And Destiny can't sleep until she's had a little bit of the. Uh, well, the I'm still gonna wait a week. I'm still gonna wait a week to say I'm sorry. So we'll we'll see how that. No, turns I'm out. sorry right now. <laughs> the only reason why you would have heard of Roger Bacon is uh, if you the heard about the sandwich. Who... We talked about this already. <sighs> He helped develop what we know as the scientific method. So what you first? Bullshit? No, that's true. So he's a that's scientific method man. That's the only reason why man. we would have. Yes, exactly. The scientific nice. method man. He he actually predated method man by. I see. Many centuries. But then you know, if you checked out that book, it would be a scientific red man. That I don't get the reference. No, uh, I'm an old dirty bastard. <laughs> So uh, there are a bunch of other like thoughts or theories about who this person was, but I don't think it's necessary to introduce all those people. I don't want to begat any more begats. Thank um, God. But there is also thoughts that different owners of the book were fab or like wrote it themselves. Yes, I know. So the odor was made up. There's a lot of cons- There's a lot of theories that separate people wrote these books including one person that was a cryptographer and decided to play a prank on another one of the owners kircher by writing him uh you know a, a thing that he couldn't break uh essentially there's no real consensus on who wrote the book i mean is anybody postulated that this might be the time traveling zodiac killer no Could that's be. ted cruz yeah no no, I thought that it was Ted Cruz. Yeah, I thought it was his father for a second. No, it's well, I'm on Cruz right control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he went back in time. That's actually why he now has a beard. If you see those pictures, why he looks like shit. Uh, it's not a beard. I just thought, thought was... he was trying to make a calfskin wallet with his face. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so essentially, I wanted to ask a question for you guys based off of what we've talked about so far. Uh, the person that wrote this either had to be incredibly intelligent because it's written in an indecipherable language that has not been broken yet. And you have to have decent knowledge of at least how to write herbalism books and pharmaceutical books and astronomical books, or they could just be crazy and just making everything up, and it's all completely bullshit. Which one do you think? Bullshit. I mean, if it's (laughs) indecipherable... You can just write garbled nonsense down and claim its profundity. I've, you know, encountered Ayn Rand before. (laughs) I remember being so edgy at high school when I read Atlas Shrugged. Oh, God, I was a dub shit. Yeah, I was going to read it, and then I just got head and shoulders. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Uh, I wanted okay. to keep it short. Uh, I do we not get g- pictures? I mean, with the Tanuki discussion, uh, we at least got to see some nuts. I mean, I could show. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually what pictures. the book was bound with, and it was written by a group Tanuki of scientists script. who were having a slumber party, and they're like, "Watch this! We're gonna wreck the whole system." That was actually more interesting in about a five-second <laughs> interval than about twenty minutes of this <laughs> other nonsense. 
well, alrighty then. If you ever listen so, to like a drunk at a family reunion try to explain how they're related to other people, that was basically what that quadrant of your explanation felt like to me. So, <clears throat> my cousin's uncle, twice removed on your mother's side, met me at a bar one time and just bawled my brains out. And anyway, then I fucked the pool guy and then we shared this weird relationship. Anyway, I started living in Hoboken because, you know, I was really difficult in the 90s to get a good job unless you were sucking dick. And so... Uh, I started dating this other guy named George that I met who's down at the swapping shop, and he gave me chlamydia. And anywho, we had a kid named George, and he got the book. And so, then you were born. <laughs> and then, okay, then. Joyzy. No pussy. Alrighty. No That's pussy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Thank you. Oh, he doesn't exist. Show me the pictures, yes. Okay. So these are the kind of so this is I bought the voidich.edu uh source that you could use. And essentially these are the kind of illustrations that were uh that were this, shown. This looks like a child just smacked their hand in some green paint and then put it on another page and then squiggled stuff. Like I've seen four year olds make contributions like this yeah describing it to the people just listening right so it kind of looks like an arthurian legend like what you imagine that being written on except you know a kid finger painting yes a kid finger painted overall so if a fantasy novel from the 14th century was written by a five-year-old that uh, managed to get a hold of some grease paint that's what this looks like so to say that it's not an identifiable plant out in the world would be the same thing as like when a three-year-old walks up to me and goes i do paint java hours and it looks like a you know a circle that's been vomited on by red crayon and you're like, oh yeah, it's a real, it's a real lovely horse. You like, if I went out it. into the world and tried to identify that animal, it's like this has to be a real depiction. Like, what the fuck? I think it actually looks like multiple plants that they like combine together to make it look like a plant that nobody knew what it was. Because up Ooh, at the top looks like okay. maple leaves, and then you've uh. kind of got like these little blackberry looking guys, but those aren't the right leaves for like a blackberry plant. And it mm-hmm. almost looks more like um, like vines from grapes. Or cranberries. Huh. And, or uh, snozberries. You know, this might be uh, Old Man Peabody. You know, he uh, had a know. crazy dream about uh, breeding pine trees. So that, that might be where this comes from. Allegedly. Indeed. And then we have some astronomical illustrations, which are pretty much just circles. <laughs> Not really that interesting. That could be a, a uh, juicer or a blender as seen from above. That I can oh, yeah. see that. Yes. Ooh, yes. Oh no no no! It's a uh, a desk fan. Oh, the desk fan of the cosmos. Are we sure? So he's like a he's like Cos- a Da Vinci. He uh he designed things long before that they were actually uh, invented. Like Indeed. you know the Da Vinci helicopter. Okay. Yes. This so is a computer t- fan. It's a time traveling repairman for office supplies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then let me. Uh, see if I can open that even hot, like get a little larger. Uh, Ooh, there's oh. some furry on there. <laughs> there's no furries on oh, here. A little fuzz, yeah. Man, yeah, oh just a little. Uh, these are the uh, the sort of cosmologic, or the yeah, the cosmological, the kind of zodiac where they had uh, pictures uh, within pictures yeah. of animals of the <laughs> kind of zodiacs. I I'm losing my train of thought here. No, and, you're I, good. I I was actually gonna say that Shane whether or not he intended to, uh, nailed it right on the head. So the illustrations that Michael is showing us from the book uh, of the Zodiac signs look almost identical to the concept art that you can find of Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Like if you look up the actual like hand-drawn illustrations from Midsummer, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Very, I see what you're saying. Similar. And yeah. I, I would warrant to guess, Michael, that if you Googled Midsummer art um, or like art from the movie, that very similar, striking similarity. Yeah. I'd believe it. Well, because Midsommar... Midsommar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The movie is based off of older Swedish a, legends. Or, or yeah, not Swedish, folk, but yeah, folks. It's folk a folk legends. horror movie. Yeah, yes. Go folk yourself. Kind Michael, of like Man. in any of your research, did anything about druids come up? Not that I saw. Mm. But then again, it's one of those things where it could have been that the misshapen people were druids. But because they have no way of identifying them, they 
people just don't know. They're like, well, there are the, some like emaciated or disfigured people walking through green liquid. We don't know what it means. It could have it could have been the guy trying to draw druids or whatever he was hallucinating on when he was dying of dysentery. Uh, and so it could have been the Loch Ness monster for all we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So what the what the hell's going on over here with the dude in the gimp suit that's just hanging oh, yeah. out on a? I'm watching American Horror Story season one, and he's in the show. Yeah, he is. <laughs> It's, it's, well, I see I, nothing but like his ball sack over here, and I don't know what's going on, but that's not t- big Tanuki energy. That is most certainly not big Tanuki energy. Give me one second. Let's see if I could find. Here's some other pictures. Uh, if you can see these new ones, can you see? Courtney, the new do you want to give a, a okay. crack at describing this one to the audience? <laughs> <laughs> if the uh, if the aliens from Mac and Me were depicted nude with uh, oddly shaped sex organs and okay. uh, the Virgin Mary in the background, yeah, you know how uh, how my dog Frank, how his tail has it's been a permanently mark. busted, so it's a permanent question mark. It's like if all of the people had question marks for genitals. And also, if you've ever noticed, like, if a very furry dog has dysentery and then just, you know, sits down in it and how the shit gets matted into their fur, that's basically what the physique looks like on most of these people. Just shapes that, you know, no one wants to smell. Would you agree with that, Courtney? Yeah. Well, they all have really distended bellies, which is really weird and unsettling. Mm -hmm. It is unsettling. Which, that's one of the things that, like, kept me like writing about it because it's, i was like why why is it so why are they so disfigured it looks like the um the cannibal creature from pan's labyrinth with the eyeballs in his oh. hands i still need to watch it but i know it's a, a very Fuck, iconic image <laughs> well and then one I've last seen, one and, movies yes one last one, and then we'll we'll call it just in terms of uh. The, yeah, this at looks these. like a child drew this. This has got <laughs> it the looks dude. Like, uh, looks like concept art for Dig Dug. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you got the Man. guy creepy crawling in the corner over there, like with the limbs that do not bend the way normal human limbs are intended to. Everybody's got weird bellies just flopping about. You must be really Whoever fun to drew- take to the museum. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whoever, whoever drew this was like, well, the Egyptians did a pretty good job, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Mom, watch this. Yeah, Michael, you should have you should have been showing those in between your bits. Yeah, then John would have paid attention. Engaging. Oh, that's true. Instead well, of thinking about shitting that's himself, not necessarily true because I still would have had to poop. <laughs> so. <laughs> Regardless, which, which does remind me, there's a podcast I listened to recently where it was people telling embarrassing stories. I'm going to find it and send it to you. But this girl was taking her like test to get into grad school and she was in the middle of a test and she needed to poop. And there's a mirror and I'm going to send it to you. It's very funny. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I was going to say, well, since we're on the topic of uh, somebody being fun to take into a museum, did I tell you all about the uh, the time that I uh, helped all of my friends in my choir see very up close uh, many things in the Smithsonian Institute while we were on a tour? No. Um, you might have to uh, you might have to bleep me here, but I feigned that I was mentally incompetent so that we could walk up to the front of the line so i was just very loud and boisterous and excited about everything and so (laughs) the seas just parted there were throngs of tourists that just got the hell out of the way so that we could walk up front and then i would get up front with them and immediately break character and be like would you look at the gradients on this it's really fantastic (laughs) yeah i was i was a lot of fun when i was 17 good times so before i see Nope. Here we go. I quit. <laughs> okay, guys. He's muting himself because he just... Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. there we go. We got a sneeze, gentlemen. And the sneeze. He's dying. Oh, no. He's literally dying. And I... he's so close to the end, too. It, oh, my good gorge. I'm glad That's we get nine. to be here in your final moments together. <laughs> good night, sweet prince. Done. This is yeah. where I walk off the, the, the rock cliff. Can get that get hammer ready. I'm ready. Now? Okay. All right, I'm going to try to get this through as fast as possible. The first lie. The astronomical diagrams are not represented by any constellations of that sky. That was bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) The astronomical diagrams were all constellations of the sky. I just wanted to 
be a be a little shit. Okay, the Done. second lie. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm like taking deep breaths just to make sure I don't seize. Okay, the second lie. Uh, I mentioned a, a fold-out page called the Dreamlands Folio, where I had castles and islands and, and people connected. on clouds. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was. Part of that was bullshit. The The idea that it was called the Dreamlands and that they were surrounded by clouds and depictions of people sleeping, uh, suggesting a shared uh, dreamscape by people, that's actually a series of short stories by Lovecraft called the Dream Cycle. Uh, so I don't mind well, that I don't know that. That's, that's fair. Uh, it was called the Rosetta, I think, folio, uh, which depicted islands with castles connected by causeways, but they weren't surrounded by fluffy white clouds and people sleeping. So, Just big distended bellies. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. You got the dog skid. You got the human skid. You got the human Poor blood. Skin. <laughs> you got popcorn uh, shrimp. You got jumbo shrimp. <laughs> hey, Forrest, I'm going to lean against you. You just lean right against me, too. Now that we don't got to sleep with our heads in the mud. And uh, so, a great impression with the mouth and everything. He did a really good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. The, the last slide was kind of a two-parter. They were both back-to-back. Uh so I had said that Kircher had recently translated ancient hieroglyphs from Egypt. That was a lie. And so Greyorg thought that the Kircher would be able to help him understand the recipes at the end of the text. Though That was all a lie. Uh, the uh, ancient Egyptian wasn't translated until the Rosetta Stone, which is why that software is called that, uh, in the hmm. early 19th century. Uh, old Anastasius uh, Kircher claimed to have deciphered the ancient hieroglyphs, but uh, either that was a bluff or he just deluded himself into thinking that they were correct. And that was the last lie. Okay. So, and I did it without dying. So I'm, I'm quite <laughs> proud of myself. But I say that now I'm going to have like a 13 steez streak. So you're going to have to leave some of those sneezes in so that everyone oh knows that it was all for real. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should I should I give the sneeze count? Because I've been I've been tallying since the beginning of the episode. Please, please. Uh, you are at seventeen <laughs> sneezes. <laughs> Holy shit! In the past hour and twenty minutes of recorded time. Wow, that is uh, that's impressive. I'm impressed. And uh, overall, you're averaging about a four and a half <laughs> on on the Shane yeah, grading I've scale. Been, I've been keeping the amount, and he's been giving the grade. So you're a pretty subpar sneezer, but you you got a pretty good batting average. Yeah, you're on base a I lot. Just, you you swing. Yeah. yeah, I swing a lot. Swing away, I'm like Merrill. a machine gun of sneezes. Um, so. but yeah, thank you for uh, mustering through your nasals. <laughs> good old machine gun smelly over here. <laughs> oh, trying to be ready for today um, with uh, some some talks of the lesser key. Um, but a super fan sent me a podcast to listen to and I actually want to give it a good go and you know now I feel that there's pressure from an outside force to do a good job on an episode for so once I'm gonna, taking yes I'm taking my time to, to really really try and write something special and at least something somewhat coherent because I'm afraid that if I don't give it some attention that it's going to be a Michael episode you know oh that's fair see true. the nice part is People, uh, all all super fans, everyone just expects the least of me, so I never have that expectation of delivery. Well, they don't expect it's anything nice. from me. So that's why when I got something out of the blue, I was like, well, one, thank you for not hating me entirely. I mean, you reached out and you sent me something. That's really nice. Second, he's now like, I have to actually to do it? Fuck. He's, he, you're crowdsourcing your research now. I'm getting essentially the same reason that I bleached my hair. It's like, you won't do it. Okay, I'll do it. And then they send me the episode. You won't you won't listen to this. You won't research it. I, I will. <laughs> I will. So Captain succumbing to peer pressure strikes again. Just wait until I get my hands on some fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Give some to Michael, please. <laughs> if it ends the pain, it'll add the pain, and that's all I care about. <sighs> Same. Somewhat alike. Yeah. <laughs> so since everyone knows how I'm doing, how are y'all doing? Fuck. <laughs> nice. Uh, have you ever had your head in a vice for you know an hour and fifteen minutes and then suddenly have it relieved? 
by a uh, string of 17 no, he sneezes. No, doesn't know that feeling. <laughs> no, I don't because I'm still congested. Oh, well. I have a baby <laughs> bulb with your name well on it. before I could sleep. <laughs> I might use my neti pot for the first time in a while. Ooh, neti. Yeah. It's, I just like that you've turned into Winnie the Pooh over the course of this show. Simultaneously, Winnie and oh, Eeyore bother. at the same time. Ooh, actually, actually Winnie the Pooh well. and Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> Actually, that's not bad. Oh, Bava, you've done it again. That's you, Michael. That's what you uh, sounded like. Oh, oh, okay. I I didn't know who who he was talking about. Mm, like, yes, okay, very so shocking. He rattled his brains around. Wow. Oh my god. I gave myself a kick. That's seventeen concussions. <laughs> I heard one more, and then he's gonna be dead. <laughs> if only. Get that quarterback off the field. <laughs> and if I sneeze just one more time, I will sneeze 42 times in this motherfucking rhyme. You guys remember, uh, well, Shane, probably not, uh, not another teen movie? Uh-huh. So glad and I that's, don't. That's one of the through lines, because they're making fun of, I think, like, Varsity Blues, where it's like one of the linebackers are like, if he gets one, like, five more concussions, he's probably going to die. So then throughout the movie, they are counting every concussion that he gets at the countdown <laughs> clock. <laughs> Well, on the topics of concussion, if you want to go through the same sort of uh, mental barrage to your brainstem that an impact at 40 miles an hour would give you, you can listen to our show on the weekly. So hit subscribe oh, yeah. at over your favorite podcast content provider, and you can be bludgeoned like this mercilessly every single wonderful week on Mondays. And if you, uh, if you enjoy, let us know. Give us a little rate and review, because we would love to hear from you. And of course, occasionally you can find our exploits over on the tubes of you. We occasionally will let you view this debacle. And uh, I wouldn't recommend it, though. It is certainly not for children. It is not. That is true. But uh, I, I think that is going to wrap us up just like a moist Kleenex at the end of a really bad hay fever attack. Uh, so for this week's soggy installment of the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm Courtney. Uh, be sure that you scope out all of the links in our little link tree down in the show notes. And be well, friends. And I'm going to hope that we make it out of this unscathed. But Michael. Zippity zoop, we're out of here. It's you.